Welcome to the Currently Cringing Podcast. I'm your host, Anisha Ramakrishna. I'm a TV personality and entrepreneur. Join me as I spill the chai on my cringeworthy life experiences with a side of dating, pop culture, and lots of laughs. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Claire Mazur. And I'm Erica Cerullo. We're the co-hosts of a podcast called A Thing or Two. It comes out every Monday and the basic premise is this. We share all the stuff we think more people should know about. So that's apps, recipes, books, the nationwide haagen vanilla bean shortage that nobody else was talking about. Our no, perf- one. no one. No <laughs> one. Our preferred vacuum brands, of which we have multiples, and critical explorations of our unique approaches to paper towel usage. Listen, we think you're going to like it. A lot of people do. And who's to say you'll be any different? Listen and subscribe wherever it is you listen and subscribe to podcasts. I'm Anisha Ramakrishna, and I'm an Indian entrepreneur and TV personality with big dick energy. I recently left my successful career and my long-term relationship to pursue my own fashion business. I'm single in my mid-30s, and I live with my parents. I'm currently cringing, and I know you are too. Hey guys, welcome to Currently Cringing. Today, my guest is Lindsay Metzalar. You did it. Am I saying it right, huh? You did it. Lindsay Metzalar from We Met at Acme Podcast. Welcome, Lindsay. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I love your Dear Media hat, by the way. Thank way you. Rest. Thank you. We're both in the Dear Media family, which is probably the best family to be in. I agree. I know you're a guest on my podcast, Currently Cringing, but I'm going to take advantage of you and use this as a free therapy session. Perfect. I also was going to say, I love the name of your podcast. Like, I am always currently cringing. It's the story of my life. I don't want it to be, but it just happens. Even when I have the best intentions, something goes left. I I have no words. Mm -hmm. You are like a dating expert 
sexologist. I mean, you're the guru. I'm here for help. Asking for a friend. Okay, well, I'm here for you. I'm not like a licensed sexologist, but like I'll take it, you know, and let's get into it. What is, well, I I feel like I'm going to ask you because you're coming on We Met at Acme, but like what is your current relationship status? Okay, so everyone knows I was in a 12-year relationship. Took me three years to get over it and still... With that, it was just friends saying, you can't live like this, go move on. And I lived in New York, moved back home, stayed home during COVID. And then I just moved back to New York at the beginning of March, went on like a dating spree. Like I felt like a hunter. I've never done this in my life. At 36, I'm a rookie in this dating world, had never been on dating apps. This is all new for me. And I feel like I'm doing it all wrong. And I'm a catch, so I don't know what's going on. I'm meeting a lot of great guys, but people are weird. You're definitely a catch. What is your, like, preferences? Like, for example, because I'm actually doing some matchmaking now, so I'm definitely going to be keeping you in mind. But, like, what are your preferences when it comes to dating? I do prefer the brown D. I'm Indian, which is very niche, Mm -hmm. but that's my first choice, right? I've never been with a non-Indian and a non-Indian has never approached me or hit on me. So it's a two-way street. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Do you think that's because I feel like I don't know enough about Indian culture, but I did watch Indian matchmaking, obviously. Do you think that that's because people know that this other family is like not going to accept them unless they are like one of the same. I also think I have a wall up when it comes to non-Indian guys. That may be the case as well. They know, oh, she's probably going to end up with an Indian guy, but I'm not as open. But I mean, I'm learning to be open, period. Open heart, vulnerable. It's all new for me. And I think my issue that I've learned in this past month of dating is I have verbal diarrhea. Like TMTS, I talk about too much too soon. I, I mm, What's your, when's your birthday? I'm a cusper. I'm a September 22nd Libra Virgo, but I'm very Virgo. And I'm a Leo rising Leo moon. Okay. Interesting. So I feel like you, so you're technically, you're, you're a Virgo. Which means like on the surface, you're probably a little hard on yourself, but you have so much Leo in you that that makes you like very fiery in a lot of ways. So that's probably where the too much too soon comes from, I would guess. Perhaps. And I told my IG family and my friends, I will no longer be asking guys what time they were born. I haven't done that yet (laughs) in 2021. I'm very proud of myself. It's so hard not to. I, I asked my boyfriend what time he was born on the first date, but I kind of like slipped it in. So it wasn't like, what time are you born? I love astrology. You know, it was like, it was hidden in there. Um, so you've been dating, you feel like you did it too much too soon. What out of curiosity in the past, like your serious relationships, assuming that you've been in some of them, what do you gravitate towards? Like what kind of guy? I'm a sapiosexual. Other than physical? like Yes, I'm a sapiosexual. I like very high-achieving, intelligent men. Okay. Okay. And what apps are you on? Hinge, Bumble, and The Mm -hmm. League. I approve. And you're in LA? I'm in New York. 
Oh, you're in and New York. Miami. I'm from Miami, and I'm now in between New York and Miami. I was in New York all of March. I'm in Miami all of April, and I will be back in New York May, June, July. I might have someone to set you up with in New York. Okay. I didn't know that you were in New York, so we'll, yes. we'll have to talk about that after this. But that's really exciting. What do you think is like your fault when it comes to like you're in a serious relationship? You've kind of like, you know, settled down with this person, but you're like, oh, like, I just can't stop doing this one thing. Telling them my entire life story on date. No, but like once you're serious, once you're serious. Oh, once I'm serious, I'm a control Mm -hmm. freak. I want to control everything Mm -hmm. and I want to change the guy. And I've learned Instead of trying to change someone, why don't you just find someone or look for someone who has most of what you're looking for? Uh I'm learning that now. I'm like, okay, you're a project. I love to take on projects and maybe not do that. Maybe you don't need a project, Anish. Stop trying to change Mm -hmm. men. Yeah. But by the way, you're not alone. Like most women love projects. Like... I have so many friends who the guy was like, I'm not looking for something serious. And they took that as like a challenge, not like a right. hard fact, you know? Well, I have so, so many, that's tough. So I have so many questions to ask you, but today's focus on the pod is actually sex. Oh, we I talked, love that. We talked about TMTS too much too soon verbally. But oh, when too is too much too soon physically? Physically. And that's, you know, where I'm at a catch 22 because... I'm here Mm. thinking I'm 36. If I want to sleep with someone, I'll sleep with someone. But then I have a lot of guy friends and they're like, oh, they all say different things. One guy's like, if you don't sleep with me by day three, I'm not seeing you again. If you don't sleep with me on day two, I'm never seeing you again. And then I hear the female version that they want to sleep with someone, but then they don't want the guy thinking they're easy or a whore or, you know, what men think. And so I'm very confused. When is too much too soon? And I disagree with, oh, sleep with them when you want to. (laughs) Yeah, I, I'm with you. So I'm very traditional in that I actually really don't think that you should sleep together on the first date. I don't think you should sleep together on the second date. I don't think you should sleep together on the third date. And I don't know what your, what kind of guy friends you have, but I would smack those guys yes. for saying like if they don't sleep with me by the third date it's over because that is bullshit it's actually um, most men I think and that, even my friend's husbands wow okay so the men in my life are in the same thought that I have which is that like it's hotter when you know you actually know someone and then have sex with them like not when you sleep with them right away And I think the reason for that is not like being not sex positive, which a lot of people will misinterpret this as. It's actually just so much more exciting and so much more of like a buildup. Like almost like when you were in high school and like you would like go to the different bases, like you would like kiss and then like you would, they would touch your boob. And then like the next time, you know, it's like there's this sexual tension that builds when you don't sleep with them. And also like you get to know one another. So I had this guy on my podcast once who said that, you know, men fall for women through experiences and women fall for men through like that physical, like, like basically if we have sex with a guy and it's good, like we're in, we're hooked, right? But men fall for us 
through like the experiences that we have together and like the things that we do in quality time spent. And so even if like the sex is amazing, like a guy would not be like, oh my God, I'm hooked. Because like sex is always good for guys, right? Right. It's like pizza. Like there, and like most of the time they come from sex. And so like, it's not like they're going to have sex and it's going to be so good that they're going to be like, oh my God, I need to keep this girl around. Like I've never heard a guy say that based on sex. Never. Never. But for girls, like we like barely ever have good sex the first time with someone. Rarely. So if we, right, like, like one out of 10. So if we do, we're obviously going to fall for it because we're going to be like, oh my God, like he's got that like good, you know, dick or whatever people say. And so that I feel like just all of those reasons in one are like why it's better to wait. I like to wait like at least five dates or a month, depending on like, so like either a month or five dates, but the five dates could span the month. What's the longest that you've ever waited? Okay, so I'm in a crazy situation, which is why I think I'm a science project right now and I'm trying to figure myself out. But I was with someone for 12 years and then I didn't do anything. I've been celibate for three because I wanted to work on myself. And as women, you don't want to, you don't want to. We don't have those urges where you need to do it every week. And, you know, I just wasn't in the right frame of mind to go do that. I I hear the saying, oh, the best way to get over someone is to get under someone else. You know, I disagree. That wasn't the case for me. However, Mm -hmm. having said that, I have broken all my rules in this one month in March. For me, it kind of became Find a friends with benefits for now. Find an in-between guy. Oh, well, that's so smart. Yeah. And I kind of did, but with the wrong guy. I messed it all up. I'm being very honest here. The guy I wanted to do this with is now husband potential. And I'm thinking, Mm. did I ruin this by doing TMTS physically? Because I went in with a goal. With so the wrong that, guy. That, this is a really great subject matter. And so I actually think that if you go into having sex with a guy and you don't have any intention, like I think the big problem with women having sex too quickly with a guy is that they want it to turn into something, right? And, and that's like a guy can sniff that out. But if you go in genuinely hoping for a friend with benefits, which is what it seems like you did, then I think the guy is actually, if anything, more intrigued. Like, why doesn't she want more? And so I would argue that right now you're in, if this was someone that wanted something with you and you put him in this box of friends with benefits, then you have the key to unlock it. If it were the other way around and you wanted something with him and he put you in the box, he has the key. So I actually think that you, again, you have the key and you can open it whenever you please. And I think that he would be into that. It's like, it's like in Clueless. I feel like I'm always referencing Clueless, but when she is like, wait, I love Josh. And like, she has the power to be with him because she's the one that put him. I mean, it's kind of different and weird because he's her stepbrother, but she's like, I put him in that box of like setting him up with other people. Like I'm actually interested in him. And so it's just like, you're the one whose perspective has changed. Maybe this whole time, he wanted to be husband material to you. 
Maybe. Uh, it's just very strange now because I see it all over Instagram and TikTok. I am now in a situationship and it's bizarre. Yeah. So can I ask what initially made you not think this person was husband material versus now reflecting? I have my list, right? Like we all do. We all have a list right. mm-hmm. of what we want in someone. throw out the list. Clearly. Done that already. Right. Threw it out the window. But he didn't meet any of the requirements, <laughs> basically. Okay. I'm like, yeah. okay, you're a man with and, a pulse and you're kind of cute. Okay, so now let's, because I'm sure so many people listening to this can relate about, you know, having someone in a certain box and wanting to take them out of it. Now, what are you going to do? Are you talking to this person every day? Do you, how often do you see them? And do you go out on dates or is it just hangouts right now? What do you mean date versus hangout? To me, I'm with you. That's a date. Interesting. A date to me is more of a formal experience where like they take you out to dinner. But a hangout can be a date if like there's dinner involved. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, okay, dinner involved. Hangout. Yes, always. Okay, so what are you going to do? Like, what are you going to do after this? I That's different. don't know, but I'm still talking to other people. <laughs> it's very As you should be. Bizarre. As you should be. Well, I thought, you know, I was told, because I'm so old-fashioned as well, this is all very new for me. Traditionally, what I would want is I meet a guy, I go on a few dates with him alone, and we end up, becoming boyfriend and girlfriend, eventually moving in together, and then getting engaged, getting married. However, Mm -hmm. we're not living in that world anymore, and that didn't work for me. So now I'm doing what the world is doing. I'm talking to a few people by few, you know, two to three max. We discussed this on another episode. And we're seeing where this goes with each individual. Now, I am someone that does not get intimate with someone unless there's a connection. Mm -hmm. So I did have a connection with this person, which is why I went for it. However, I also don't want multiple sex partners. Very old fashioned. Well, you can keep, I'm I'm the same way. You can keep dating other people, just only having sex with this. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's what's happening right now. That's the situation. Do you guys talk about like your feelings and, your, you know, like thoughts and, yes. and getting deep with yes. one another. Yes. All day, mm. every day. It's weird. Has there been an I like you thrown out? Yes. So it sounds like this is turning into something on its own without you having to do anything. Perhaps. Time will tell. Time okay. will tell. This sounds like a good thing. And, you know, just out of curiosity, and, and we're definitely going to dive into this on your episode of We Met at Acme, but being with someone for 12 years is a long, long time. Like, was there one reason in particular that it ended, or was it a grown apart thing? Well, as, as my listeners know, we were together for a very long time because it worked. It worked for us. And I've been honest I never was interested in marriage. If it happened, it happened. If it didn't, it didn't. And then COVID kind of changed all that for me. I thought maybe, you know, I'd like to, you know, get married one day and have a child with marriage. But we were both 
goal-driven and career-orientated. And we were long distance, not too far from each other, but, you know, we just decided to go our separate ways. And it was very difficult because more than moving on, it's all your memories. Everything you see Mm -hmm. every day reminds you of that person because you spent so much time with them. I think it's the aftermath that's the hard part. I think leaving is the easy part when you're done. It's everything after. There's a Taylor Swift song about that um, called Death by a Thousand Cuts. Yes. And it's like every every little thing is like another cut um, of like the death of this person in your life. And then you meet new people and you talk about things and you just cut that person out of the story. Yeah. Like, yes, I have been to Thailand. And that's all you say. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's really funny. That's very spot on. I love that. I love that you like found yourself without having to, you know, get under someone else. I think that's really rare. And I want to hear about like your celibacy journey. Oh, I mean, first of all, it's not hard being celibate when you live with your parents. (laughs) Yeah, not at all. And for a long time in life, never said this out loud on the pod, I thought I was asexual. Mm. And I thought I was asexual because I grew up in a very conservative Indian family where, you know, you don't talk about sex and, you know, you you don't go out with boys. You don't have friends that are boys. I was just very uncomfortable with men. And then growing up in school, I never had friends that were boys. And then I also went to a Christian school where I was told Mm. every day, you know, you're going to hell if you have sex and sex before marriage is a sin and you should practice abstinence. So I think those two things coupled, it was just never a thing in my life. I was never boy crazy because I programmed my mind not to be because that was bad. Mm -hmm. And then... And by the way, yeah. No, and then I got into my relationship with someone brilliant who was normal, (laughs) who thought like, you know, sex is great. You should have sex. You should love your body. And it took a long time for me to even be comfortable being naked. You know, all of that ties into my story, which I don't really talk about. But I was very uncomfortable Mm -hmm. with my body being naked, having sex, enjoying sex. I always felt like I was doing something wrong. Up until Mm. this year. It's been a year. I'd say I finally found myself and became comfortable with me and my body at the ripe old age of 36. Well, first of all, that happens to a lot of people, whether it's like religious or cultural or not. I feel like I always heard growing up like, oh, like your 30s are the best time, you know, like sex in the city, like you really embrace like, you know, you're at your peak, you have your best sex, blah, blah, blah. And I didn't really get it. And I'm 30 now and like, and, and really understanding that. But I also think, first of all, there's nothing wrong with being asexual. Like, even if you had been like, that's totally a normal thing that so many people experience. But I wonder if, you know, your like shame around sex and, and your body, like, do you think that that's 100% cultural and kind of like the way that you grew up? Or do you think that it was like you were like almost like repressed in a way? I was repressed. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also didn't know enough, you know. I, you know, would Google things and you hear about things. And then obviously I was in a 12-year relationship. And when you're with someone for 12 years, you do it all, hon. You do it all. <laughs> okay? I'm just yeah. saying I was never comfortable with my skin and my body. I think that was a big problem as well. I had low self-esteem. I, I hated the mirror. I would never look at myself. So it's a mixture of a mm-hmm. few things. I would say the main reason was hating my body. Mm. And what changed to make you love your body? I spent three years working on my mental health, literally, and going mm-hmm. to the gym and working out and taking care of myself and, you know, reading a lot of self-help books and repeating affirmations. It's all a mindset, right? Right. Yeah. That's really interesting. I'm excited too. And, you know, being on the show, being on the show changed a lot for me, like Family Karma airing on Bravo. It, you know, gave me a whole new uh, level of confidence. Like, okay, people like me. People think I'm funny. People are interested in me. I'd never had men approach me. You know, mm-hmm. probably because psychologically I had a wall up, you know, or I was always right. with a big group of girls, you know, who wants to approach a girl gang? No one. Mm-hmm. And no one. So, so, yeah, and I wasn't in the apps. Right. So what was going to happen to me? Nothing. <laughs> right. Yeah, you have to put yourself out there to yeah. a certain degree. Yeah, I can't stand when people say, don't look for love, it'll come to you. Trust me, I didn't look and it didn't come. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So, you know, it's all new for me. So even now, you know, feeling sexually liberated and just being able to talk about it is a huge step for me. And Mm. being Indian and saying like, yes, I'm 36. I'm a woman and I have sex. I'm having sex. Yes. You know, it's so taboo in our culture. Right. But it shouldn't be. And then you see these memes and you're on Instagram and you hear about men talking about sex. But when females talk about it, like I hear all our dear media sisters, you know, and they're talking about sex openly when they talk about it. Oh, she's crazy. She's wild. But when guys talk about it, it's no big deal. I think we need to normalize women talking about sex. We do it, too. 100%. I couldn't agree more. I listened to an episode recently, I think of the Skinny Confidential, and she was openly talking about it. It was amazing. But you know what my my peers have said and people in the Indian community, they tell me, oh, she's okay, Anish, or not Lauren in particular, but other people in my life who do talk about sex or, you know, post thirst traps, because I love posting a good thirst trap. They're like, oh, but they can because they're already married with a kid. You don't even have a husband, so you right. shouldn't. We hear that all the time. Unfortunately, it's a double standard. It's it's the re- reality of society, yeah. not just Indian that culture. Is, that is so true. But it's like if you find someone who loves and embraces that you can talk about that stuff, like that's almost more powerful than having like someone who's stuck with you and has to deal with it. So they accept it. What do you want to say to my listeners, because a lot of my listeners are like me, you know, they are Indian men and women, men also, mm-hmm. and they're, they've been suppressed. What's your advice? Yeah, I think 
you know, you are a perfect example of someone who took that like suppression and they changed the narrative and made it about strengthening your mental health and getting in touch with who you are and making choices, whether it was like to be celibate or to then go out and sleep with someone, like bring your autonomy back. And like, you might have experienced X, Y, and Z growing up, but like now you are your own person and hopefully, you know, not dependent on your family financially. And you can, you have the freedom to like go out and really be who you are. And so I think it's okay to like break the mold a little bit because it's the only way that you're going to grow and truly be happy, it seems. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I want more therapy sessions with you. Well, I'm excited because we're going to continue on We Met at Acme. So absolutely. Thank you so much, Lindsay. Thanks for having me. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for sipping the chai with me this week. If you like the show, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Anish Ramakrishna. I would love to hear from you. Join me next week for more chai. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thank you so much for sipping the chai with me this week. If you like the show, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Anish Ramakrishna. I would love to hear from you. Join me next week for more chat.